We welcome you back to the Two Guys Named Chris show. We have Lisa Lanier on the phone. She is our official attorney of this program, and we'll go inside several legal cases today. Fascinating stuff. You can get her at LanierLawGroup.com. Hello, Lisa. How you doing? I'm fantastic. I hope you guys are. Doing very well. Thanks. Uh, Wendy Williams is in the news. Uh, in fact, yesterday she said, I'm ready to come back to my show. I'm very comfortable. You know, my partners with the show, everybody's ready. Well, give me, give me about three months. I there, I there are private things that I have to deal with, and then I'll be ready to come back and be free and ready to do my thing. Now, that's great. Yeah. The problem is they've replaced her on her show. Right. <laughs> they don't want her back. There's uh, someone else hosting the show <laughs> now in her place. And when have they, they changed the name of the show to the Sherry Shepherd show? They would have to, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, I think they did. Yeah, I think yeah. they changed yeah. it. I think yeah. they've already it's changed. It's a whole new show. It. And uh, yeah. Wendy Williams said, "Okay, thanks for keeping the seat warm. I'm ready to come back. <laughs> I'm back." Yeah. So there's really uh, two things going on here today. Can she get that job back if she wants, Lisa, through some sort of legal? proceeding and her ex-husband kevin hunter is also suing got a lawsuit against the show's production company because he says he was uh, wrongfully terminated he was a he, he was a producer for the show he was a producer exactly so what do you think lisa on these lawsuits is wendy ever going to get back in the chair and does the ex-husband have a case as well Wendy will have to get a whole new show, maybe even a new network, whatever, because they canceled her show. So yeah. she's done. This yeah. is a whole mm-hmm. new show. Yeah. And the husband claims, the ex-husband claims that they're using, he was the executive producer of Wendy Williams' show, and he's claiming that they're basically using his whole format, or everything that he set up, and just uh, subbing this new person in. And so he says he should be entitled to not only his job back, or damages for that, but he was getting commissions from the show mm-hmm. um, as one of its creators, and that he should be getting commissions from this new show. And he's claiming that he was terminated because of a change in his marital status, and that is, you know, that is partly true, but it's not the it's not the meaning of New York's anti discrimination. You know, they they don't want people discriminated against just based on whether they are in general married or single. But if you go through a messy divorce with the host of the show. And you're a contract employee as well. I think you're, that's too much of a stretch. So I don't think he's, I think they'll probably settle with him because that's just what usually happens in these entertainment contract disputes. But I don't think he has great uh, legs to stand on in terms of the discrimination piece of it. Okay. I thought that too. And, uh, you know, when you say they copied his format, really, a lot of those shows have the same format. Where did he copy it, it Yeah. I mean, like, that's like, you know, Jimmy Fallon being sued by the Johnny Carson estate because he does the exact right. same thing. You come out and do a monologue, then you have the guests out. You know, it's the same thing. Right. Yeah, it's just they they had cute little names for their little segments. Maybe they're maybe they're using the cute little names oh, maybe. for you know yeah. a talk mm. time or whatever the she used to call when she used to come out and do her little monologue. And and Dave, Dave and Biggie used to be we big, used to watch it, and then she kind of went nutsy. She well, really she, did. That's yeah. a judgment word. That we is don't, a judgment word. We don't use. You're this. perpetrating frauds. <laughs> You're perpetrating uh, well, stereotypes. Then, then I'm judging. She's nutsy. Move that strike. Good Lord. I'll clear this courtroom. I'm a citizen. <laughs> uh, another. I'll tell you one thing. And she'll get another. She'll get a. She'll probably. She's pretty popular. Think? I think people still yeah. like her, and I think they're forgiving of her. Yeah. Uh, it'll probably, there's she'll a curiosity some, factor too. Yeah. She'll get something on one of the higher channel networks. Yeah, I'm sure, know. you know, maybe even a E or will she start yeah. a streaming show? Yeah, well, I wonder if even a major syndicator would put her out there. She's Could a be. big name. And, uh, you know, I think Chris Dim's right that there's a curiosity. Can she handle a show anymore? Or certainly a stream. Yeah. She yeah. did a lot of fashion stuff. So yeah, yeah. video helps her as yeah. opposed to going back to, cause she's a radio, she's a radio gal. Um, 
So, yeah, I think she'll get something. Sorry. Something. I'm, I say You're radio. you perpetrating sexism. Here I said radio. <laughs> Good gracious. Radio gal. I apologize. It's a radio girl. <laughs> Here's our radio gal, Lisa Lanier. <laughs> <laughs> right here Lisa, are you comfortable with that? <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I'm not fuzzy. Tough call here for Dave. Pitbull versus insurance company. Who you got? <laughs> uh, Phoenix couple had their homeowner's policy canceled because they got a new dog. They adopted a dog named Echo. The woman's name in the relationship is Linda Wiggs. The dog is named Echo. Got her a few months back, and they wanted a companion for their other dog, an Australian Shepherd. So um, about a month ago, an insurer reached out to do an inspection of their home. Agent came by and said, what kind of dog is that? Linda said, that's a pit bull. And about a week later, they said, you are no longer insured. (laughs) (laughs) Because you have a pit bull. There are uh, 15 breeds they won't give homeowners insurance for. And that's uh, number one with a bullet. Yeah, no no homeowners. But Linda says, this dog has been nothing but sweet the whole time of hair. Is that a puppy? (laughs) (laughs) What kind of puppy is that? (laughs) Oh, that's my pity. (laughs) And, uh. It's unfortunate because she says my husband takes her for walks. The neighbors love her. The kids play with her. Yeah, I mean, it's an animal. It's a great, it's a, it's a great dog, she <laughs> says. But it doesn't matter. Uh, this insurance company said, no, you cannot have homeowner's insurance with us. So do they have any chance here? They're trying to fight this, Lisa. Do they have a shot? No, they don't have a shot. Not at all. They're, you know, The insurance company can determine. In fact, a lot of states determine that certain breeds are dangerous. Pit bulls are almost always at the top of that list. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, you know, it's a thing. And it... Pitbull lovers just, you know, they all just whine and whine about how their dog is different and is not, you know. That's how they're raised. That's perpetrating a stereotype. <laughs> but, 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 but what kind of radio gal are you? You're not going to be a radio gal long like that, Lisa. <laughs> but, no. Uh, no, but in the state where these people live, they've raised so much blue about it that there is a legislator that is trying to make this illegal for insurance companies to do this. But more often, it's states saying that these are dangerous breeds. And so it's it's definitely not. It's not a great environment mm-hmm. for pit bulls. Sure. Yeah, that's true. And, and is it hard? Are there some companies that will insure homes that have pit bulls? There must be. There have to be, right? Yeah, but I mean, they're, but their numbers are pretty bad in terms of homeowner payouts for pit bull attacks. So that's, mm-hmm. where, that's where they're coming from. They, you know, yeah. insurance companies base everything on sort of actuary statistics and stuff. And they're looking at all the morbidity mortality associated with having a pit bull. And they're like, nope. I, and you probably have to pay a higher premium. I'm sure you do. Every month or every I, year, I however feel, you pay your insurance. But I feel bad for a family like this who probably has a good dog here, and they just, you know. But I guess yeah. they, they had no idea. They just got a pit bull and thought, I'm saving a dog here. I, if you yeah. – I, I mean, what, what are the – ramifications if, if you move to a place do you have to tell your insurance company about your yeah animal? i don't i don't know why the insurance company was by i guess they had just were updating their homeowners insurance I mean, you or have something. A, you have an animal biggie's got an animal well they asked we have animals they asked when i got the policy did we, they? we moved they said what kind of dog and all that kind of stuff and yes they yeah, did. usually there's a questionnaire when you first take uh, out the that's true okay so kind of I, maybe I, my wife that, it out. Yeah. did you uh mention your guinea pigs kelly Ooh, just keep pipe down on that. <laughs> Be a knock at your door later. Yeah, yeah. easy now. Those guinea pigs. <laughs> I love guinea pigs. All right, see you later. I'm just gonna fill out my form here in my car. You are no longer insured with this company. <laughs> what? Oh my God, the diesel's your insurance know, guy. That was, that was split no reptiles, no pit bulls, no guinea pigs. One night I went outside and the diesel was taking pictures from the backyard. And he said, "Hey man, how you doing?" He's just taking, you know, just to see. He did that in my backyard. And I don't have yeah, insurance. You know, yeah. I know. He likes that. He likes uh, to go around, you know. Uh, here's another legal 
case for Lisa Lanier from Miami-Dade County. There is a 37-year-old father who's in trouble now. His son goes to a private Jewish school, and his son is only four years old. He saw a picture of him wearing a mask fairly recently, so the mask was still on. He's very anti-mask and thought they should have been out of mask. The dad is anti-mask. The dad is anti-mask. But the school is not. No, the school is enforcing masks, even though it's in Florida, where Florida's been very mask-free for a while. So the guy got so mad about it, he went on to his social media and he wrote and kind of rallied the other parents. He's like, what is the deal with all these masks? You know, it should be over. But the line that's uh, in question here was from early February. We will leave uh, Hillel School, that's what it's called, and burn it to the ground. That's why your rankings have gone steadily down because of cases like this. They asked him to leave after he wrote that. He says, I didn't mean I was actually going to burn the school down. He said, I'm going to burn it down, you know, in theory, it metaphorically. metaphorically, but now he's in trouble with the law. Lisa, what are you thinking on this case? So there's an update on this case since we first talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he Charges have all just been dropped in the last, like, 24 hours. They have? So, oh, well, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that's just late-breaking, though. So, you know, he, he basically did, though, he said over and over, he said, I'm going to burn the school to the ground, I'm going to mm-hmm. burn the school down. Mm-hmm. And he, he said that they're taking his comments out of context, but... I don't see anywhere in there that he goes, you know, with lawyers, with legal action. You know, he just kept, yeah. he just kept saying, but he said that's what he meant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he hired a lawyer and they persuaded the DA to drop the charges. Huh. Lucky, I think. I mean, you start he saying stuff. Lucky, yeah. These yeah. days, you start saying stuff about a school that you're going to burn it down or shoot it up or Did something. Did they kick like. the kid out, oh, yeah. though? Yeah, the kid's out of the school, right? He's gone. They the, kicked him out, yeah. He's, he and the dad are permanently out of that school. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, they can't do anything about that. I mean, the they private school makes that. sure. But that's, why, that's when he said, I'm going to burn it to the ground. No refund. Down to the ground. <laughs> burn it all down. <laughs> Some <laughs> men just like to watch the world burn. He said so. it would. He said, it. he said exactly what he's going to do. All right. Final case on the docket today comes from a man who has won. He has sued telemarketers for $75,000 from Austin, Texas. His name is Dan Graham. And he was so tired of getting all the telemarketer calls, the robocalls, on his phone that he employed this method to keep them on the line. I would keep them on the line, find out what company was behind them or paying or what company I would get connected to. The hope is that there's enough of us who stand up, start pushing back, that it becomes more expensive for companies to negligently hire these telemarketers and then the benefit they receive. From. So he said he would get 10 calls a day on average, and one day he got 24, and that was the last straw. So he started doing what you just heard, and then he sued, and he actually won, Lisa. I'm a bit surprised that he got this money. How did he wind up winning this case? He's winning a, a bunch of money, and over and over, he saw as many more cases filed to go. I think we need to introduce him to that Chapman professor because I think the two of them would get along swimmingly. Very well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they are they are peas in a pod. But this guy, <laughs> he just uh, he just absolutely got so fed up. Like you said, you know, first thing you got to do is put your number in the national do not call registry. That's a prerequisite to being able to file these lawsuits. And then, like you said, you got you've got to do your homework, keep them on the line, act interested. Some people who do this, he's not the only one doing this. Um, some people will ask them to send them an email. Hey, send me an email for, with more information, and then you've got more on them. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, you know, keep them on the line, keep them talking in a friendly way, sound like you're interested, find out, you know. And, and if the interesting thing is people who do this say that if it's a true scam company, you won't get anywhere. They won't tell you anything. But if it's a legit company, they will tell you all about, you know, we're located in Houston, and, you know, we're yeah. here's our address, and, you know. Yeah. And so then, he, then it's easy for him to sue them. And so he's, 
He has filed a bunch of these. So far, he's won about $75,000, mm. but he's still counting, wow. still coming in. Good for him. And if, yeah, I agree. If you put your name or your number on the Do Not Call registry, does that work? For him, it did not. I mean, doesn't that... that no, it, do, it doesn't, but it's a prerequisite yeah. to using this FTC cause of action to yeah. to get these images. Mm. I thought when that thing came around, it was going to, oh, finally, we're out from under it. But it hadn't worked no. at all. Uh, they yep. just ignore it. But the government did pass a law, I think, in the... It, it may have passed both houses of Congress that made it illegal for robocalls or mm-hmm. that's been in the past yeah. year or so, I yeah, think. I think that's right. Um, but I still get yeah. them. Oh, I get them all the time. Yeah, people are very concerned about my car's warranty. <laughs> the warranty. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> and cable companies. And you know who you are. <laughs> yes. Although when I see potential spam, I always answer because nobody ever talks to me. No one wants. <laughs> mine are, mine are, mine are yeah. phone calls from one county over. Oh, yeah. Oh, I get those yeah. too. But I always answer. I say, hey. I mean, because I, I like the interaction. Whereas, you know, most people. Oh, that's just pathetic. But, well. <laughs> yeah, that is. My <laughs> companionship i'll tell you the other day the doorbell rang it was amazon but we didn't know that the front doorbell rang and my wife said well you're just gonna have to deal with that i'm just not gonna deal with it and i finally said to her you don't need to say that anymore i answer the door every time you never your policy your policy is law right yeah, here I don't know that. she said i'm just not in a place where i can deal with this i was like are you you're never she's never opened the door yeah. <laughs> literally she's never opened the front door it's like biggie saying i'm, I'm going straight home today right, yeah. <laughs> we know <laughs> right it's friday when biggie says inevitably oh, i'm gonna knock off a little early today we know, you don't need to say it anymore yeah. we don't it's a given exactly <laughs> lisa you're the best radio gal in the business She's a radio gal. Thank you so much for being on with us today.